Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. This podcast is brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey. Native Grape Odyssey is an educational project financed by the European Union to promote European wine in Canada, Japan, and Russia. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Monty Walden. My guest today is Eric Klein. Eric is a wine export consultant or facilitator that's right, in yes. his native Slovakia. Yes, that's correct. Welcome. Thank you. Did you have a background in wine? No, not exactly. I can say that maybe my grandpa in uh, Slovak Tokaj region used to make uh, some wine for himself and for his friends, but uh, nothing, nothing really, nothing really serious. It was just kind of a material thing, and he so loved it, but uh, it was not business. So. so Slovakia is a bit of what was the Czechoslovak Republic is near Hungary then. So Dokka is just across the border. Exactly. It's a famous, have, uh, famous Hungarian we sweet have, wine. Uh, Hungary, Austria, Poland, and Ukraine as uh, as our neighbors, and of course Hungary is a very famous uh, wine producer and producing country. So how did you get into wine education? So it's been uh, more or less ten years for me. It all started back in 2007 when I met uh, Neil Emson. Neil Emson is a very uh, important uh, person for Italian wine, especially when it comes to uh, export. In to which country? In mostly United States, Canada, Australia, some New Zealand, uh, you know, English-spoken countries. He started back in the 70s when really no one was doing it yet, and he was a pioneer, and he has really become a legend. Really, I think Italian producers today should build a statue for Neil Emson for what he has done in general for Italian wine abroad. So what is your role then, and how do you, how do you help or facilitate wine producers who want to look to export markets? How do, how do you, how do you deal with them and then with the markets themselves? Okay, so basically back in 2007-2008 when I started with Neil Emson, I looked at the portfolio that uh, was available. Uh, it was about 40 producers and some uh, some uh, own brands that Neil Emson started with uh, some famous winemakers in Italy like Franco Bernabe and others. And these were wide open and free for uh, markets that uh, for me would make sense to go to like Slovakia, Czech Republic, so basically going back to my origin and also Poland and, and some others like Ukraine and I even tried in Russia and so on and so forth. Did it help the fact that those markets weren't fully developed for that kind of wine? Absolutely. So what was your sales pitch? So my sales pitch basically back in the 90s, let's say let's go back... like maybe a decade back in the 90s when uh, after basically the the velvet revolution in Czechoslovakia there were obviously there were many opportunities in in the wine world but it was all very uh, chaotic and so the velvet revolution was when there was the Czech Republic and and the Slovakian Republic split yes no longer Czechoslovakia they decided to go their own ways yes because obviously uh, when it comes to Czechoslovakia uh, as a wine country there is a big history Czechoslovakia has always produced wines uh, when we go back Back to Austro-Hungarian uh, Empire and even 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 before, it's it, it always 
was a big thing on that territory. But of course, with the socialist regime, it was not possible. Uh, The quality was really uh, bad. It was horrible. To lots of cooperatives turning out uh, bilge water, basically. So when that ended, uh, in the 90s, you started to have first serious producers in Slovakia and Czech Republic. And also, imports started to come in. It was very chaotic. As I said before, it was very hectic. Really serious operations started from, let's say, end of the 90s and 2000. And uh, basically, I came on the scene in, in 2006, 2007. And uh, what I saw was a big opportunity for uh, wines, let's say, let's call them uh, quality price, interesting quality price ratio. So that's what I focused on. That's what Neil Empson is really strong at. So uh, I took that portfolio, the available producers for uh, free producers for, for those markets and also his own brands like uh, wines like Montantico, Bolini and others. Not really famous in Europe, but huge in the United States. And I started to uh, propose these wines in, uh, in, in Central and Eastern. European markets. Were these wines for retail or were they for the on-trade? They were mostly for retail but uh, they could also as I said before not really developed markets Slovakia, Czech Republic, Poland uh, those years so you could target wine like Monte Antico which is one of the best-selling Super Tuscans in the United States uh, let's say below $12 you could also try on you could try also on trade and Horeca with uh, with those kind of wines. What did people like about the the wines these Italian wines was it the flavor was it the kind of sexy Italian kind of Mediterranean thing? Well you know as uh, as the market opened and people started making more money they started traveling more and more and you know Italy is a huge uh, let's say brand Italy is a huge magnet Italy is beautiful culturally gastronomy and people started discovering wines and they started bringing those wines to um, to their country some of them even tried to uh, to market them uh, to import them not always very successfully as I said before in the beginning it was quite hectic but then you've uh, started to have some serious players also in Slovakia and Czech Republic like let's say Corner or Provino or Invino uh, companies that started to have some you know interesting uh, portfolios of Italian wines in the beginning of course maybe wines like uh, Pinot Grigio Prosecco Primitivo and maybe Chianti adding then later on wines like Brunello di Montalcino Barolo you know as sophistication uh, in, in those countries progressed as people traveled more and more and earned more and more money they they, they, they they started experimenting and asking for more you know quality and, and that kind of stuff but I think when it comes to Italian wines the most important thing what people look for is drinkability and also quality price ratio and I think Italian wines have that what about wine education is there any sort of formal wine education in Slovakia f- for Italian wine whereby people can get confident about what they're buying because Italian wine can be a bit of a minefield with all those native grape varieties and all those confusing DOCs and DOCGs Yes, absolutely. So when it comes to education, looking on my markets, looking on markets that I go to with uh, my proposals, I think there is some difference between Poland, Czech Republic and, uh, and Slovakia. I think Prague as a city, as a reality, is very advanced in this, uh, in this uh, question. Uh, Why is that though? I think it's because Prague is just, uh, you know, one of the most beautiful, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful cities in the world, and it's very international, and you have a lot of expats there, Americans, Italians, even Russians nowadays, so there's a huge demand for uh, 
quality and for um, diversity. And uh, you know, when we speak about diversity, Italy comes to mind almost immediately with all these autochthonous, uh, indigenous, uh, great varietals that we have. So Prague is really wide open, has been wide open for Italian wines for a decade at least, and I think there's still opportunities. What, are the, what are the emerging market trends though? Is it a, Are locals interested in varietally labeled wines? You mentioned Brunello, maybe Primitivo, that kind of thing, or do they, do they get the idea of a blend, say Chianti Classico or Suave? Well, I think when, if we focus on retail only, it's, as I said before, it's probably only about those five, four, five, maybe six, six types of wines. Mostly reds, because um, I don't know if I mentioned this before, Slovakia and Czech Republic, not many people know, but uh, it's actually, uh, both of these countries are actually serious wine producers. And on the good vintage, on a good year, these wines are even delicious, especially whites, of course, but on a good year, also reds. So there's a big demand for, for reds, for importing red wines, a little bit less so uh, for, for whites. So what are the main grape varieties and local grape varieties that people drink? That's, like? that's a very good question. So basically, uh, when we speak about uh, white wines, it's um, varietals like uh, Rulanske Shede, which means Pinot Grigio, Pinot Gris, or um, Sauvignon, uh, some Chardonnay, which are international varietals, but uh, going to the, uh, the the territory, the Slovak and Czech territory, there is um, Veltliner, Gröner, there is Silvaner, Riesling is very popular, both Riesling Renano, so Riesling... The, the proper the, one. The proper one, yes, let's call it that. And also Riesling Italico, the Welsh Riesling, or now they call it Grashevina, very popular, so there's quite a few actually. So you've got quite a mix of... Um, Aromatic, fully aromatic or lightly aromatic, local white varieties. Where do, where would the Italian versions of that sit? Which varieties would you think could be could be fruitful? Okay, so as I said before, when it comes to you mentioned whites. Yeah. Okay, so white wines from Italy. It's been a hard battle basically because uh, people want warming reds is that it you know what it is in Slovakia and Czech Republic people are obsessed with acidity like really almost sick you know it's uh, (laughs) they like really acidic wines they really like acidic wines and they like aromatic wines I'm not saying aromatic varietals but they really want those flavors like crispy and and really uh, fresh and sometimes even exaggerated flavors if you're an English wine producer you should listen to this (laughs) because if all else fails in England you know you've got a market down there but it's been changing, okay? It's been changing. And uh, so, as I said before, Prosecco, Pinot Grigio, and uh, Soave, even, even if Soave wines has been, have been damaged in the past in the 90s with these, uh, let's call them first cowboys that started their first wine operations, import operations in Slovakia, and they would bring huge quantities of Italian wines also in, uh, in Slovakia. One thing is to, you know, share wines with your friends and maybe sell a few cases, but uh, another story is uh, setting up business and, and selling these wines and pallets and pallets of, of, of wines and uh, doing it with a little bit of strategy so you would have you would have these pallets of wines maybe stocked in not very proper way for years and then they would be in difficulty these guys and they would need to sell really quick to get rid of these wines and so they would damage and Soave was one of those wines that was really damaged in the 90s but okay that's that's in the past and it's been it, it's, it has recovered quite nicely and so Soave wines I think those uh, really well made Soave wines so let's say in the classical 
saw the Classico area, they really, I think, have a good chance to, to come back. Also, uh, I think Vermentino could be the next uh, big thing in, in, uh, in Slovakia because Vermentino can be fresh, also acidic as they like, but it's also Got some body to fuller it. flavors, have some body to it. So What about Verdicchio? From Verdicchio the is, uh, you know, that's a very good question. And I, uh, when I thought about, you know, things that I would say to you today here, Verdicchio and also uh, Campania, uh, white varietals like uh, Greco and, and Fiano and, and, uh, and Falangina, these are still very, very much unknown grapes and I think the potential is there. It's just uh, we have to, you know, people need to travel a bit more to those areas. What about tastings in locally for people like wine evenings and things like that? Is that do people do like attending that kind of event? Yes, but it's, 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 it's been happening for, uh, for quite some time, especially in uh, Czech Republic and uh, when I say Czech Republic it's 80% of Czech Republic you know happening and and, and uh, let's call it uh, the wine world is uh, is concentrated in Prague Prague is almost everything then you have some you have cities like Brno and maybe Karlovy Vary but it's mostly about Prague and also as far as wine education focusing on Italy Warsaw has been doing a very good job in Poland there's uh, at least two three very good uh, quality magazines mm-hmm and uh, very good sommelier schools so they have been they have world-class uh, journalists and so they've been they've been doing a very good job Bratislava Slovakia is still behind so I see a good opportunity there uh, things are changing it's been improving but uh, you know you ask me about Verdicchio and it's a very good case Verdicchio should be on the market it's, you can probably find maybe one two labels but not more than that so so basically what you're saying is there's a market for somebody like you there's room there's room for room for growth absolutely. and education and absolutely. knowledge absolutely and education it's it's all about education, 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 education. I would stress this so much, and it all starts with these uh, millennials, with, uh, with the young generation that is very excited about uh, learning uh, new methods and uh, discovering new uh, uh, new wines, new labels. It starts with the Slovakian producers, of course. It starts with the Slovakian wine world. They really go deeper into it, but as then then they go to their clients and they explain all these uh, little differences, and these clients then become more sophisticated themselves and they start going also you know outside of that little Slovak world and asking for more more Italian wines more French wines more Spanish wines it's not not only about Italian wines of course but this is this is to our advantage you know as people get more sophisticated as people try new things and taste new wines they they open and when they open that's that's when it happens great so I want to say thanks to my guest today Eric Klein who is the Vin Italy international ambassador for Slovakia, also a wine importer. Wish you every success with your educational. Thank um, you so much. Uh, hang on with your educational initiatives and also with your wine import business. Yes, absolutely. Nice to meet you, Eric. Thank time. you so much. This podcast has been brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey, discovering the true essence of high-quality wine from Europe. Find out more on nativegrapeodyssey.eu. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram.